Well, welcome back, guys, to another Anime DGEN's BS Hour. This is episode 24. Um, here with my co-hosts, Dan and Tyler, once again. Yeah. Two, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good <laughs> to have you, boys. And uh, our two topics for today is our first one's going to be the Disciples of Black Air Force Energy. I'm so excited for that one. And then after that, we're going to do the Hall of Lame. Be sure to check us out on linktree.com backslash anime degens. Uh, just for a quick reminder, I know you guys probably know this, but you know, we were every Tuesday we do our normal rundown and every Thursday is the episode for the BS hour. Um, guys, you want to kick it to some news? Yeah, for sure. So uh, excitingly, uh, so Miyazaki's new film from Studio Ghibli, The Boy and the Heron, Kimitachi Wado Ikaru Ka, or for us English speaking folks, How Do You Live? <laughs> <laughs> about 13.2 million and it's opening weekend in japan uh they're gonna release it in u.s theaters later this year uh so it's not too bad for not advertising and not putting a trailer out i guess when you are the goat of anime movies you don't have to no you really don't um i thought it was a really interesting uh decision for them not to do uh, but 13.2 million is nothing to sneeze at uh, for that type of movie, uh, movie coming from Studio Ghibli. And uh, Miyazaki was actually really nervous about this decision to not do a trailer or any advertising beforehand. Um, which I thought was interesting. I thought it might have been his decision. I think it would have been way cooler that way if he just knew he had the clout like that, which he does. Uh, but I'm glad it's turned out okay. Yeah, and I'm really excited for this movie when it comes to the States. I will definitely be seeing it in theaters. And I learned that it is adapted from a 1937 book called How Do You Live? So I guess that's where they get the title from. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, Ghibli, Ghibli definitely flexing on uh, all the other uh, movie, like the anime movie uh, genre right now. It's like, I don't even need advertisements, so. Well, it, <laughs> I feel like their movies are just like ethereal. Like, they, it's just, they're... Everybody knows a Ghibli movie, and like you don't gotta, you don't even have to advertise exactly. that. Exactly. You know? I see Studio Ghibli, I buy ticket. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've gone and seen like older ones in theaters because they randomly just reshow them, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a good way to spend three hours. Let's go. Exactly. And we also got uh, so Yanmar Holdings, which is we talked about this. I don't remember when it was like last four or five episodes, somewhere in there. Um, this is Japan's like John Deere. They make lawnmowers and tractors. Yeah. And they are dropping a mecha anime called Miru. Uh, they dropped the concept video at uh, Anime Expo this week. And um, shit went pretty hard. <laughs> it's looking kind of clean. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. <laughs> like, I like was like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. It's like garbage. But it looks really cool. The mecha designs are really fucking interesting awesome. i yeah. thought they were fucking awesome yeah um, they, they kind of have more of like a darling in the franks vibe to it than like a gundam vibe so i can mess with that um but we dropped the concept video in our discord so if you want to check it out that's the easiest way to find it yes sir uh definitely check that out uh they also have like a statue at that uh that little show that they they had the uh they, where they dropped the uh trailer and i thought that was super cool it looked massive i don't know if it really was but very interesting designs i mean yeah that had to be at least like 10 feet tall i mean that was like a, exactly a show exhibit so imagine going to like an anime convention and seeing like a tractor company like do you think like they had the mecca to drop people in and then they're just fucking handing out pamphlets for lawnmowers look if i <laughs> if i went to the atlanta anime convention uh and i saw john day there and they were promoting their new anime i'd be so fucking down oh dude green and gold meccas clean 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 <laughs> and i'm sure uh, they're using like cgi and stuff but it the, this it looks clean like they said the cgi you can't really notice it so hopefully it's like that through the whole episode and it's not just like a show put on through for the you know the trailer so very true very true. definitely you well, guys ready for the first uh segment yeah Please, please explain to me what Black Air Force Energy is. Oh, I will do you the favor, my friend. Uh, so our first segment, guys, is the Disciples of Black Air Force Energy. Guys, there are evil characters, and then there are those who exude Black Air Force Energy. This type of person is defined as an individual that will do anything to whoever they want 
without any fear or hesitation, regardless of moral alignment. They're true menaces to society and will run you a fade for no goddamn reason. <laughs> if you suspect someone of ever having this type of energy, do not engage. Run. Get the fuck out. For real, for real. Uh, what, what if I have Minato behind fuck. me? I, I'm, about to, I'm about to boot you from this fucking Discord channel. <laughs> Minato's got his own Black Air Force energy, to be honest. Yeah, it's more like White Air Force energy. It's, it's good guy energy. Dude, nah, that, he's, dude, Minato's actually fucking insane. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's a good dude, but he's actually fucking insane. Uh, so who's going man. first? How you want to kick us me, off, bro? Oh boy! <laughs> hit us, hit us up, Tyler. Tell us what you got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So my first one, you know, is one of my favorite anime villains of all time, mm-hmm. and y'all should know by now. It's from Naruto. It is yeah. Madara Uchiha. And this man is like the definition of this shit, bro. <laughs> oh, 100%, man. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, this dude actually led to, like, the unification of, like, five nations plus samurai in order just to take this dude on. And, you know, there's, like, 80,000 people in this army. And after day one, half of it's just gone. <laughs> that is the definition of running them the face. <laughs> it's just gone bro it just just ain't there no more nope and the the one of the most you know famous uh uh scenes in naruto especially like later naruto is just mata just pulling up like the whole army just running at him and he's just pulling up and not even using anything just hand-to-hand combat just like whopping like 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 thousands of them out just by hand to hand just him by himself you know what I, I i love that scene because it's like you know i don't really need the ones from you guys um i'll take the one versus one thousand i'll take the one versus ten thousand yeah. and i'm absolutely going to destroy all of you um <laughs> a nice little uh, i like that there was like a first person to like there was like a, a flying v formation yeah, to go yeah. get him and there was like a stone ninja <laughs> in the front not looking scared at all I was like bro that man is either a fucking idiot or he's really brave. Oh, either he's way, I respect idiot, bro. him. Yeah, idiot, he's definitely a fucking idiot. Abaka. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but some some of the things that, you know, make me really appreciate uh, Madara as a character, as a villain, you know, as a, um, a Black Air Force energy guy definition. So, um, he disciple, made clones. Huh? I said a disciple, if you will. Yeah, yeah a disciple, yeah. And this man made clones of himself while he was facing down the five Kage and the ar- army, which was all there just to fight him. He made clones of himself and then asked him straight up, yo, do you want my clones to use Susano or not? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what? You're giving him the choice? <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite scenes from the entire war arc. Uh, yeah, because he's like getting jumped by the the fucking five Kage, and he's like, you know, this is kind of fucked up, guys. Um, why can't y'all run me a one? And he's like, you know what, you want to five the one odds? I can, I think I can work with that, big dog. <laughs> 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 it just flips it on him. I'm like, yes. I remember. I still remember the first time I saw that. Yeah, uh, I was losing my shit. I rewound. I rewound that so many times. And let's not forget, like, his Susano isn't just, like, a normal Susano. It's actually the first time we see a perfect Susano in Naruto. So it's, it's you know, beyond, um, you know, what we know is yes. the perfect Susano. And he, he's going to, like, give it, like, he's going to not give his clone Susano, but he's going to make them have, uh, wear the Susanos, use the Susanos instead of just being normal. So... Which is wild. It, well, he's giving him an option. So I was like, man, that's disrespectful, you know. Uh, some other things he done to the five Kage, which I really loved. He called them kids, and that that's just disrespectful uh, to the five Kage. Just, just straight up calling them kids. Uh, my favorite line of all time from this man is, weakness disgusts me. You know, that's my favorite line. I use that just shit all the time. I, I send that gift way too much. <laughs> yes, likewise. Likewise. 
Yeah, that, that's my favorite line of all time. Um, and one of you know the biggest thing about Madara is he was so strong and so OP that they literally had to make an ass pool at the end of the Naruto and have a god from the moon come down just to beat Madara. <laughs> so I mean, what more can you want from a you know air black air force energy disciple? You know. A hundred percent, man. And I don't even think Kaguya could have run the ones with him. I don't really think she liked that. Probably not, honestly. But, I mean, this was after he, you know, faced, you know, Naruto Sasuke. He uh, he faced um, uh, Guy Sensei, you know, on the uh, uh, the gates. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, this was after all that. The five Kages. And he was still pulling up. He was like, come at oh, me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super easy. And like so, I, I, I want to point this out just because like I, I may never get to uh again on this show. Uh, look at this through like Madara's eyes, right? Like these these two kids with their with their third person being an absolute ass, like pull up to you and like you <laughs> low diff them like super quick, right? You go on with your plan and they wake up like five minutes later with like this massive amp after you spent decades curating your power i'd be so fucking heated (laughs) (laughs) and then you just get snuck by someone you think is your will no i don't think anybody in the show can run the ones with madara at that point other than hashirama obviously yeah and speaking of that that was that was a funny moment too he was just like hashirama come fight me and hashirama's like i ain't got time for you right now later madara (laughs) later madara (laughs) oh jesus christ (laughs) But yeah, that, that's that's my number one man. Madara, Madara will probably always be one of my top uh, villains yes, because sir. he just exudes, you know, Black Air Force energy. The man is just, you know, a god in his own way. So very true, very true. So Dan, you want to hit us with something? Yeah. So I'm gonna ask politely. Uh, can I do my second one as the very last one because it is literally the CEO. The presidente, the CFO, every he's he's the king the of black. Force. He is he, he's all of them, dude. He is the king of black Air Force energy. So I want to do my last one last. Okay, okay, got it. that's fair. That's remind fair. us. I see what you got cooking, and I like it. Yeah, it is the king of black Air Force energy, dude. Speaking of king, my first one is none other than Fuhrer King Bradley himself from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Let's go, my boy. Good pick. Have I met him yet in like 20, 20 some episodes? Yeah, yeah, you met him after like you met him in like the first or second episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna spoil oh, a lot wait. of shit for you then. No, no, it's fine. I don't care. Is he the dude that's uh just walks around with his hand behind his back all the time? The eye patch. Yeah, eye patch, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know who he is. Okay. So sorry, Tyler. Uh he is no, the go, go seven it. of the seven deadly sins of father. He is wrath. To start, this man in like the first or second episode bodies somebody who's basically like, we need to take down the king. He's a fraud, all this stuff. I don't know if he knows what's going on, but Fuhrer, King Fuhrer Bradley, Fuhrer King Bradley just pulls up on him, demon mode, takes him down in seconds, and literally one second later just goes from complete savage psychopath to total gentleman. Flawlessly, like instantly. It yep. just tells the other brothers, like, oh, nothing to worry about here, guys. It's all taken care of. <laughs> like, what is the leader of your military doing down in the fucking streets? <laughs> fucking treating this poor dude like the fucking Batman's parents in an alley. <laughs> oh, the disrespect for real. Secondly, this man deceived an entire country. The whole thing. The whole fucking country. Hook, hook, line, and sinker. Whole fucking country, which is insane. Nobody figured it out except the people right under him, who he got to buy into this crazy-ass plan for immortality. Um, there's a scene where one of the characters passes away, and at the funeral, you see him shaking, like, and you think it's because he's sad, but it turns out that it's just him trying to contain his rage because he's so mad that this guy's daughter is crying at his funeral. And he's just so fucking pissed off by the sound of a girl crying over her dead father. He doesn't give a fuck that one of his soldiers just died. He's sitting there, like, can't contain his rage because a little girl is crying. Like, right, this, right. this shit's fucking insane. He's evil. 
It's wild. Hey, it's wild know. to hear all this because like I haven't seen the side of him yet. And I've seen like the like the stoic uh like funny side of him, like him jumping mm-hmm. out windows and trying to escape his like bodyguard or whatever. And I haven't seen this side yet, so it's it's crazy that he's actually got this side because he, he hides it very well. So Oh, a hundred percent. And then the scene that just makes me think of this guy in Black Air Force Energy is this is after it's been outed that he is one of the homunculi. He's working with father. He is, you know, essentially trying to destroy the country of Amestris to create this giant fucking transmutation circle. He walks up to his palace, which is under heavy military like blockade right now. Like I'm talking tanks, thousands of soldiers right out there. And the line he says is, do they seriously think I'm going to make a mockery of myself by entering through the back door of my own palace? (laughs) (laughs) And and to give you guys some context, it's just like not any part of the military. It's like all the big dogs, like the the big boy generals, the most powerful people in the country guarding this place. And he's like, I walk through the front door at my house. (laughs) Fuck you mean. He proceeds to charge an entire army of tanks, killing hundreds of people with just a sword, taking down tanks like the fucking ridiculous shit. And there's so many more things I could talk about. I don't have enough time. Dude is just a fucking straight savage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a great pick. Uh, King Bradley, I think I touched on him. I mean, it might have been 10 plus episodes at this ago at this point. But yeah, he, he is up there uh, as far as a disciple of Black Air Force energy. Um, next, mine. Uh, this guy embodies Black Air Force energy. Uh, it is Don Quixote Del Flamingo from One Piece. Hey. Uh, Facts. I, I like to start at the beginning to give you guys some background on their true character, their nature. Um, so... How the story goes is, you know, his dad wanted to be a very friendly guy. He he wanted his family to leave Marijuana and live like normal people in the One Piece world. Doesn't go well. Uh, the townspeople have some problems to pick with the celestial dragons. He, you know, his family gets up, ends up homeless, strung up, eating out of the garbage. And uh, Doflamingo, as a small child, maybe eight, seven years old, something like that. Um, kind of takes his father and kills him execution style as he's pleading for forgiveness and saying, I'm sorry, I made this mistake. And his plan is to take his father's head to the Holy land and say, Hey, I won't back in this guy made a mistake that doesn't <laughs> happen like that. And he vows revenge on them too. Um, but before that, even when they first get to like the rest of the one piece world, they pull up at their new like castle, beautiful house and he, the first thing he goes is, where's the slaves? He doesn't even understand that he won't have slaves, and he's pissed about that shit. Um, and then like, we'll fast forward to like his adult life, man, and uh, his taking over of Dress Rosa, which is one of the most savage, if not the most savage thing I've seen in One Piece. Um, it's so maniacal. So in the middle of the night, he pulls up on King Rico in Dress Rosa, a land that had known 800 years of peace. And said it was his now. My ancestors used to run this land. I'm back to take it back. Oh, but I'll let you know. I'll uh, I'll sell it to you uh, for ten billion berries. This is a poor country, so he makes the king take a massive tax all in one night, and the people are happily giving him money because he's such a good king. And Doflamingo's like, nah, that's not how this is happening. And he does like <laughs> a puppet string, puts him in the back of a. Uh, the king's neck and has him start slaying the common people. And uh, he's like crying, saying, please stop this. I can't control my body. Everybody run. And Doflamingo's like, you know, this ain't enough killing. Let me really turn this thing up to 100. So he takes control of all of his guard, maybe 50, 60 guys, and has them all kill the citizens too. And uh, at one point, Doflamingo says, I have to make the people tremble with more fear and get them to truly hate King Riku with all their heart. And then the heroes himself is going to come in. So he's making this king levy taxes, kill his citizens and make himself look like a hero. 
basically saying, I'm going to let this murder marinate for a little bit. So if that ain't Black Air Force energy, I don't know what the fuck he is. And then after he saves, quote unquote, saves the population, he enslaves like half of them, turns them into puppets, and pretty much erases everybody's memory of them. Not even puppets, dude. They're turning into fucking toys. Toys. Excuse me. Toys. Yes. <laughs> Dolls. That's the most broken fucking fruit in all One Piece, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. And then you have like Bellamy's punishment. He lost the fight to Luffy. So he pulls up if I forget what island that is. And uh, he pretty much gets Bellamy to like throw away his dreams to do his bidding. Loses a fight and then takes control of his crewmate, like his best friend, and makes him cut up Bellamy. Then Bellamy shows up at Dress Rosa and he beats the absolute dog shit out of him. I mean, has him under his boot and then Luffy goes to punch him. And he uses homeboy as a fucking shield. Crazy shit. And then makes him fight Luffy via the puppet magic that he, that he does. Um, and then in the end, Bellamy is just a broken, half-hearted man. It's, it's so sad. I mean, Doflamingo does so much more throughout the series, but those are like his most savage moments. And he is Black Air Force energy personified. The thing is, is like uh, Doflamingo, like he's literally one of my top one piece villains because he just he he reminds me so much of Madara. He just he just plays the villain so well and yes. you love to hate him because he's that good. He's that good of a villain and uh he's just at this point in time, at this point in one piece, he's the most uh genocidal uh uh, villainous villain that we've ever seen, right? Yes. At this time, like he's willing to like just uh, mass murder everyone in in uh, Dress Rosa just because he's mad, basically, or just to prove that he can. So, a hundred percent. He's literally one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have I have a quick list of his worst crimes right here, just to <laughs> <laughs> just to give you guys an idea. Uh, we're talking mass murder, running a slave auction, actual enslavement, torture, mutilation, abuse of power, duh, abuse, abuse of power, duh, propaganda, conspiracy, patricide, fratricide, the R word, and sexual harassment, at the very least. And then any any responsible for like uh, the smile the smile uh, fruits and stuff too. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah to the biggest better. Yeah. Kaido. <laughs> so a true savage among savages. So Tyler, you want to hit us with yours? With yours? Uh, yeah, yeah. So my second one is gonna be none other than Ken Pachi from Bleach. Fucking solid. Yeah, and you know we just talking about him a little bit before in our rundown episode, but this man, you know, basically he just lives his life just to find the strongest guy that he can find, and just you know that way he can have a challenge. He just wants the challenge of a fight. He kind of reminds me of Kaido in some ways. Kaido just wants you know the challenge of a fight too, but the difference is is that. This man, Kimpachi, he like lowers his power levels to he he tries to, you know, subdue himself to make his enemies on to make himself on his enemies levels. That way he can actually have a good fight. And that's crazy to me. And, you know, some examples of him doing this is, you know, he literally puts bells in his hair. That way it's easier for his enemies to track him and stuff like that. <laughs> And he, yeah, and he he wears an eye patch that you know seals like so much of his energy. And I'm I'm wanting to say off the top of my head like you know um like probably close to three quarters of his energy. Would you say that's probably right, Dan? Uh not even. I mean, it's probably about half. I mean, he his spiritual pressure goes off the charts when he takes that thing off. Yeah. So like. It's it's a good chunk of his spiritual pressure, his power, his energy is being sealed in that eye patch. And he and he does all this, you know, just so he can have a decent fight, a challenge, somebody to challenge him. And um, you know, and we're not even starting to talk about like he he hasn't even like awakened his uh, Zanpakuto or anything like that. He don't have a Bankai. 
anything like that. He's just fighting normal. This man is just pulling up and just swinging a sword at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's still like just shitting on people left and right. He's so it's actually crazy. Um, how how it's actually crazy how he is a good guy because of the way he acts. He should he should be a bad guy, honestly. So he'd be a great villain. Yeah, I mean. He kind of is for the Soul Society arc, essentially. I mean, yeah, no, he is. Yeah, you got to remember too that he's just disregarding any order from the uh, thirteen court guard squads about what to do. He's just out there trying to fucking run a train on Ichiko. <laughs> yeah, that's where that uh, regardless of moral alignment comes in. <laughs> well, the, the only reason why he's even in the Soul Society is that way he can maybe find you know uh, the opponents that he can just uh, you, you know have a good time with. And he finally found one of Ichigo. So, and, you know, he he loved that. And every time he sees Ichigo, he's just like, yo, let, let's go again. I want, let's, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's I need that But yeah, it's, uh, we actually seen him fight, um, uh, what's her name? Yunahana, I believe mm-hmm. it was. And that was probably the best fight he's ever had, honestly. And, you know, uh, he honestly probably couldn't have beat her, but she let him. So basically, so for the greater good, for yeah. the greater good. But yeah, I'll go ahead and do mine now. It's going to be Zamazu from a uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, he starts off as like, you know, this unassuming person, uh, but he has a massive ego and is extremely, I don't even know if to call it racist. He just hates all mortals. Um, and, I think it's hilarious that a single fade turned this man evil. Goku kind of beats his ass a little bit and he just turns straight to genocide. <laughs> not just the Saiyans, not just the Namekians, everybody, humans, animals, they all got to go. He thinks we're too dangerous to be kept alive. He don't think, he doesn't think our lives are worth anything. And uh, I think that has something to say. That's something to say. that's pretty important about him. He doesn't give a shit about anybody, but the Kai and above the gods and the one of the first things we see him do when he's goku black is he pretty much disintegrates bulma right in front of trunks uh with a blast of energy and bulma's like an og i think she's the first or second person we get introduced to in dragon ball period and just to absolutely demolish a non-fighting og like that we rarely get to see that in anime period um just straight devious activity and then he to run Trunks down once Trunks flees in the time machine, he jumps through the fucking multiverse to finish his fate. I love that type of energy. Um, and that's what we're really looking for for our uh, disciples. And uh, I think that's very, very important as well. And really the most insane swagger jacking I've seen ever in anime. He, he steals Goku's body, right? And then turns around and kills his wife and kid on the farm which he didn't have to do. He could have just killed them later when he destroyed the rest of the earth, but shit was personal because Goku laid them hands on him. Uh, and we saw him do so much more shit. Um, he, I think he also killed May right in front of uh, Trunks as well. So he kills the man's wife and his little piece that he had completely destroying his life. He's killed countless people on earth. The Earth's just one big fireball at this point. Um, and he pretty much created a fucking time paradox with him and another version of himself to be able to complete this genocide man's going through space time to get the job done uh great amount of dedication really love to see it that's it for me boys <laughs> for sure man yeah i get a lot wa- i haven't watched all of dragon ball super yet so i might have to do that after i watch my finish my dbz binge <laughs> Nah, he's he's a good character. He's a good character, man. I've seen a bunch of stuff about it. But speaking of the Dragon Ball series, my last pick is the CEO of Black Force Air Force Energy, and it's none other than Kid Boo. Sheesh. He <laughs> is probably the most black Air Force Energy character in all of anime. All he wants to do is destroy. He has no motive except destruction. 
literally the first episode he shows up in is called the end of earth (laughs) (laughs) damn jesus and he literally shows up and without saying a single fucking word blows up the planet somehow reconfigures his body back in space and then just proceeds to use instant transmission. God knows how we learned that to travel to different planets and just start fighting everybody. He's just looking for Goku and Vegeta because he wants the box. Mm-hmm. Dude somehow makes it to Otherworld, you know, the afterlife in Dragon Ball Z. And just starts fading all the Z fighters that he brutally murdered on the Earth again. <laughs> just because. How, how do you double homicide with the same person? Like they're already dead. That's talent. That's pure talent. <laughs> he literally goes. He just goes and fucking kicks their ass again. And he finally finds Goku and Vegeta on King Kai's planet, and they get into it. And literally, Kid Buu is dropping fucking Fortnite emotes mid fight against Goku. I'm talking like fucking the L dance, pulling out the saxophone, basically. He's just dropping heat on these poor fucks, and they can't beat him. There's no way they can. I mean, Goku's like Super Saiyan 3. Vegeta's getting boxed the fuck up, and it finally takes a spirit bomb with the energy of literally everybody in the goddamn universe (laughs) to take this fucker (laughs) down. But imagine the first episode you're introduced to a villain. He literally just doesn't say a word, blows up the earth, kills everybody, and then just goes on a tirade, just blowing planets up, looking for Vegeta and Goku without saying a fucking word. (laughs) Doesn't (laughs) care. And there's fucking one scene I want to talk about before he becomes Kid Boo when he's Majin Boo. Like, not not the big boy Boo, but Mm -hmm. like the tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's waiting for Goku and everybody to get out of the hyperbolic time chamber. And Chi-Chi goes up and slaps him. And he just goes, do you like eggs? <laughs> and turns him into an turns her into an egg and scrambles her with his foot. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this whole character is fucking insane, dude. But I cannot think of a character who has more motive than just destruction than him. Yes, and he's smiling maniacally this entire time he's doing this shit. Pure oh, a, joy, elation on this yeah. man's face. It's so fucked. It's actually I'm, wild, bro. I'm really <laughs> excited to get to the Boo Saga again and just rewatch <laughs> all of this. I don't blame you, man. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, but to our listeners, I do want to let you, let you guys know um, CJ the Champ on YouTube and on TikTok uh has a lot more uh, about some Black Force Air Force activity. Um, we drew some inspiration from him on this one, so I want to definitely shout him out. Uh, I definitely watch a lot of his videos when I'm driving around for work. They're fucking hilarious. Please go check them out. They're so yeah, good. It was literally, we had most savage anime characters, and Bass took He's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that shit. No. We're not doing that shit. We're doing this. <laughs> we can do better. We can do better. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Awesome. So next, we are going to get into the polar opposite of what we just talked about with the Anime Hall of Lame. And if you guys can't figure this one out, it is the most useless anime characters, period. So, Bass, are you going to start with yours? Yes. I'm going to go specifically with pre-war arc Tintin. Tintin. Um, I think overall, she's a, a above average ninja. Um, but she is the weakest out of the Konoha 13, maybe besides Eno. But Eno is even more useful than she is because Eno can uh, talk to people over great distances and take over their, you know, their minds and pretty much slump them. Um, she doesn't really add anything to the plot in Naruto whatsoever. I hear that she's gotten a lot more powerful and has some cool weapons in Boruto, but I don't count that shit. Not real to me. <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> Not sorry. No, I don't think really. anybody counts Boruto, uh, especially the anime. So, no, no, <laughs> the, the fuck is anime canon? Um, but uh, Tintin, ex- exactly. Uh, Tintin exists to be beaten. She got low diff by Tamari in the tuning exams and ends bent over backwards over her fan by the end. You know, Tamari's pretty strong for for their age, but just getting absolutely embarrassed in front of everybody. And uh, everybody's seeing the blatant disrespect and uh, the lack of Tamari's weariness about her was fucking hilarious. 
Um, and really, her ninjutsu, she's basically just a human book bag. She has like the space time ninjutsu where she can just, she pretty much has all the weapons on her and she's, she can throw a kunai real good, pretty much. And that's it. But, wow. Every ninja can throw a kunai really good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not bringing anything like unique uh, whatsoever. So I consider her very, very fucking useless. If you, you know, if you don't want to hear any 1010 slander, please hit us up in the discord. I would love to talk to you about 1010. You know, be in a body bag <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Bass about to come in with that black air force energy and put you down. <laughs> I'm the trying to make is, the list. Yeah. The thing is, is like, uh, Kishimoto, he, they, you know, he, he just struggles like writing, you know, I guess female characters because there's not very many in Naruto to actually do something. Um, besides, what maybe Sonate? Yep. Even so, then, though, I mean, like, does she really do anything? Like, I mean, she, she she gets held as you know, she basically Jiraiya puts her out there and is like, go get her, and then she becomes you know the the savior or whatever, the all knowing uh, Hokage or whatever savior of the village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's just a drunk. She's just a drunk <laughs> healer, basically. So that can hit hard. Which all the women in Naruto can hit hard, apparently. That's one good trait about them. All of them can hit hard, so yes, it's wild. Yes. Uh, but yeah. You got any more bass on Tintin? Uh, it's not much on Tintin because she's fucking useless. <laughs> so please, be my guest. Well, we're going to go straight into uh, another Naruto character. And her name is Sakura. <laughs> we all knew this, this was coming. coming eventually so, so you know when I think of you know useless lame characters or whatever and I don't blame Sakura like I said it's Kishimoto's fault um, <laughs> but uh, I don't blame Sakura but when I think of useless characters I think Sakura especially in OG Naruto and most of most of Shippuden too honestly um until like the very end of the war arc. And uh, basically all she's doing is literally chasing Sasuke around, trying to compete with Naruto for Sasuke's attention and basically yelling that I love you, Sasuke. That's it. Simping for Sasuke. That's all she, she, she's literally a simp for Sasuke. So, um, up until the Shinobi war, that we were talking about earlier with Madara, you know, Sakura only really gets in the way. That's all she was really good for is just getting in the way. She had a couple good moments. I think she fought, um, uh, sorcery. Uh, I think it, it was really granny Chiho controlling her body. Yeah. Better than so, she could. Yeah. That's sad. basically just controlling her. I'm pretty sure. Did she, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a long, long time since I watched it. But she did save Granny Chiho, didn't she? Uh, didn't she? Kinda, or was that Sonate? I don't even remember, dude. It's been so long. Yeah. So I think maybe she tried to save, uh, save her, or maybe she saved Gara. I can't remember, or kept him alive, or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, off the top of my head. But she had like maybe one or two redeeming qualities about her and the whole Naruto series. Um, one of them I know was keeping Naruto alive at the end, um, in the war. She kept him from dying. So, um, so I'm not going to say she's useless throughout the whole series. It's just basically in OG Naruto and up into the war, she's basically just dead weight. She gets in the way more than she helps. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to start talking about like the participation trophy that she got (laughs) in the uh, end against Kaguya. I'm not even going to talk about that. That's a whole different story. <laughs> it's just going to get me pissed off. So Yeah. I mean, and like uh, Naruto and Sasuke during the, the tuning exams, during the, like the force of death or whatever, uh, they're pretty much just protecting her the whole time. They're like pretty really much. dragging her down. And then I my hate for her skyrocketed when she did like the fake love for uh, oh, Naruto. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no. I'm done with you. You're useless <laughs> and you're a bitch. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that you know when that happened, I was just like, man, 
Mm, I hate you so much right now. I just want to punch you know, her in the face. <laughs> because because she didn't even try to hide it. You know, my man Naruto, he was he just he saw through it. He wanted it to be true. And he, he she done such a bad job at portraying her fakeness, you know, that he saw through it. And I was like, man, why you gotta do this to him? Bro passed so. out from the bullshit. I just think it's so funny. There is a TikTok creator, I think it's Kenshi Anime. And it's like an Asian dad and he goes in his daughter's computer and he like opens it up and she, he's, she has a Sakura background. <laughs> and, and his response is, of course you like Sakura. You're both useless. And then changes the background <laughs> to Hinata. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. The first time I saw, I've seen it a million times at this point. I, the first time I saw it, I was literally rolling on the ground laughing. I was like, this is fucking so true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Like, for being one of the main trio of Naruto, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, she could have been so much better. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not hating on, like, Sakura, like, blaming her. It's Kishimoto's fault. He he just can't write women, so I don't know what the deal is over there. He, he just can't, so. But, yeah. That's it but, for you, bud? Yeah, I think I, I'm over my I'm over my soccer <laughs> rant. So all right, he's, he's done with it. I'll I'll find that video and put it in the Discord because it's so fucking funny. Awesome, that'd be great. <laughs> so my first character might be the epitome of useless meme characters, and it's none other than Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> A walking meme. The man tries so hard to talk the talk, but he just can't back it up. I think he wins one fight in Dragon Ball against Goku, and it's only because Goku was, hasn't eaten. He's tired. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He's the first to die when Vegeta and Nappa show up, and he's the only Z fighter to lose to a Cyberman. Literally gets his ass blown up, and it's where the iconic meme of him just lying in a crater comes from. <laughs> I was watching Dragon Ball Z. I've been binging Kai, and literally mm -hmm. the scene came up, and I had my phone ready to take a photo. <laughs> I remember getting that one on Snapchat. And I was like, the meme! <laughs> <laughs> it's here. I have it. To make things worse, he's dating Bulma, and he loses Bulma to a genocidal monkey alien who <laughs> literally wants nothing to do with her. Like, all he had to do was literally show up and he could have, you know, got the bag and he just couldn't even do that. Man, Poor just spelling it live, bro. Man got his girl <laughs> taken. During, right before the whole Android uh, saga, Vegeta's training in like 300G gravity and Yamcha tries to do the same and literally just gets bodied by a machine. Just can't <laughs> even keep up. <laughs> He gets taken out by the weakest android, Dr. Jiro. <laughs> and like his only purpose in Dragon Ball Z is to show how strong a character might be before they go and fight like Goku or Piccolo or Vegeta. That's his only purpose. <laughs> the best part of it all is he's not even weak. He's a fantastic martial artist, but he's just put up against fucking super freaks. And the whole time he looks like a pussy because of it. <laughs> Damn. Strong and useless. I think Sucks to suck. I think after the Android saga, he's like, nah, I can't fight, man. I'm going to go play baseball. And he gets, body playing, he gets body playing baseball, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene with him lying on the ground in front of a base because he got hit with a ball or something. And it's just like a recreation of him and the creator. And it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Damn. Man can't even win on the baseball field. That's trash. That's trash. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Very good one, Dan. What yes. you got for your next one, Bass? I got Mr. Satan from DBZ. We're on um, trend here. Dude, I, I think we are. I, a, lot, I, I, a lot of Dragon Ball characters this week. I mean, there's a lot of useless ones, to be honest. Um, and a lot of Black Air Force energy, too. Oh, yeah. It's one <laughs> of the other scenes in this anime. Um, so I, I just have so many problems with, with Mr. Satan. Um, so, like, during the Cell games, like, he you know, kind of pretty much shit-talked the Z Fighters and saying they were using, you know, magic tricks um with their you know their key blasts and things like that and they're powering up and then you know in the end he takes credit for defeating cell and really when he stepped in the ring in cell he got one shotted into a fucking mountain dude's indestructible 
because uh, he's just a normal human. And uh, Cell slapped the shit out of him, out of the ring. He's like, "What is this guy even doing here? Um, what are the cameras doing here? Uh, that guy's nothing." And you know, some people are gonna say, "Oh, Baz, he took credit because the Z Fighters didn't want the media hounding him." But anybody could have done that. We could have got Joe the Plumber to and said, "You know, this guy really is the superhero here," and it would have been all the same. So. There's a there's he has a purpose in the show, but it didn't have to be him for any particular reason. Yeah, I mean, I feel like his only purpose is he uh, popped out baby Videl and that gave us some uh, some Go- Gohan action in the later later arcs. That's about it, right? Yep. And I mean, and then when uh, when Boo comes along, you know, he, he he knows he can't fight. He ends up taking care of Boo. It's like a fucking waiter. Um, it's, it's a butler, which is the saddest thing I've ever heard from Earth superhero to being the fucking bus boy. I hate to see it. Um, and and during the Cell Saga again, like his biggest task, his most important thing he did was to carry Android 16's head to Gohan for advice. That's what he did. And then again, anyone could have done this. Anybody with an arm and a hand could have done this. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Satan's arrogant for no reason. He's a pompous asshole. Um, the whole earth praises him. He's a very strong human, uh, but he is at the, the low tier. And I think his power level is 65. (laughs) Kind of like a Yamcha. He's just there. Yeah. He's just there. And for anybody who doesn't know, Mr. Satan is also Hercule. Yes. Um, because in America, Mr. Satan would have been a problem with all these uh, Christians watching anime. So mm-hmm. change the my name. Mom, my mom wouldn't have liked that. Nope. No, my mom wouldn't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Satan. But yeah, that's all I got for the, the fuck boy of DBZ. Okay. Uh, so I guess it's me next. I'm going to go with my second character. And it's also from DBZ. It's Chao Tzu. Fucker. <laughs> I don't know if it's even from DBZ. It's from Dragon Ball, bro. It's Chaozu. He's in DBZ. Yeah, okay. So, I just want to let y'all know that I haven't seen Dragon Ball Z or any of that yet. I've only like a uh, hundred. No, you're going after my man. You ain't even seen it. I'm sorry. I literally, he put Chaozu on the list and I literally wrote, oh, I, will not, I will not take Chaozu's slander from somebody who hasn't watched Dragon Ball Z. That's crazy. But, but I'm going to explain my case. Okay. Okay, I'm going to explain my case. I realized that I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z. I've only watched like a hundred and some episodes of Dragon Ball. And he calls himself an anime fan, folks. But it's 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 in the works, y'all. I'm okay. gonna watch it soon. I just you know it's 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 happening. But let me <laughs> let me get back to this. You know, I know I haven't seen Dragon Ball. I know Dan and Bass is gonna, you know, kill me on this one. But let me let me just yes. explain my case, okay? Let, let's let him try and cook. So my buddy, my RL buddy, who is like Dragon Ball is this, you know, big he's the biggest fan of Dragon Ball. That's Literally one of the only anime he's ever watched. Bass has met him. His name's Craig. Uh, that's that's his anime. His Dragon Ball. He's he's he used to wait uh, and wait for the Japanese uh, to drop um, and just watch it in Japanese and then just rewatch it and subbed. You know, like he just rewatched the shit all the time. He's like, it's to him. It's like Naruto for me. So okay. Uh, so, but he showed me a clip one time because he was trying to convince me to watch it. And, you know, he's always showing me clips. And he showed me a clip of Chaozu once, and I never forgot it. And this has been like 10 years ago since he's, I've seen this clip. I still think about it every time. <laughs> it's of Chaozu. Okay. And I'm pretty sure there, there's this dude, and I'm pretty sure his name is Nappa, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not this, 100% on that. This isn't Dragon Ball Z then, boss. Right, uh, I don't yeah, know. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, uh, but it, it's his name's Nappa, I think, and he's talking to Vegeta, and he's like, "Hey, look, Vegeta, a Pokemon," and Chaozu's like, "I'm not a Pokemon, I'm Chaozu, Chaozu," and then he's like, "Hear that, Vegeta? It's a Chaozu. I'm gonna <laughs> catch it." 
This man is quoting Team Four Star instead of the actual Dragon Ball Z anime. Listen, and oh then he gets God. out a ball and throws it at Chaozu. And like, this is the funniest shit like I've ever seen, bro. It's not even part of the show. This is Team Four Star, which basically memes Dragon Ball Z and makes their own series. This is the same guys who have the scene of Vegeta pounding the ground, crying, I want to be a Super Saiyan. Well, regardless, oh okay. Oh my God, so, I'm crying. I'm fucking crying. So the reason why I made Chow to my, my, one of my picks is because, you know, this whole scene that I've seen, and you know it's, it's probably fake. because yeah, well it's maybe fake. it is fake. It is fake. It's not maybe. It's fucking fake. There's dude. nobody pulling. Dragon Ball Z came out before Pokemon. Like nobody's <laughs> pulling a fucking Pokeball out. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, if I see with my rewatch of Dragon Ball, bro, if I see Chaozu, I'm not gonna. I'm not forgetting this shit. This. This is his reputation now. And if you consider the Pokemon in Dragon Ball Z, I don't know what else to say. You're damn useless, bro. I'm about to kick this fucking man out of the Discord for this one. He, he's, he did zero research. He found a YouTube video of a meme fucking remake of Dragon Ball I Z. Oh, I don't shit. need to research. When, when He's like, I'm not a Pokemon. Oh, I'm Chaozu. Chaozu. So so when he started talking about this seed, this is the one. This is the one where Chaozu latches on a Nappa's back and valiantly kills himself in an explosion to try and defeat Nappa, and Nappa's fine after. Oh, so I'm fuck. like, okay, okay, I can get why he's useless for this. But then he starts rambling on about Pokemon. <laughs> but to be fair, you know, I didn't just put him on here with like zero knowledge of him. You know, I asked my buddy. I was like. So, you know, if you was going to put most useless characters, you know, in an anime and you're talking Dragon Ball, you know, and the first thing out of his mouth was like Yamcha. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one was like Chaozu, probably. Because he really only done nice the only like thing rage. he ever did was blow himself up. So, you know. <sighs> Chaozu was mad nice in OG Dragon Ball, though. Yeah. I mean, he's just a body bag for Tien to punch during training. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's my reasoning on having Chaozu on this list because even if even if you know I that is fake whatever, um, you know. <laughs> if I watch this shit, air. if I watch this shit and I see Chaozu, he looks like a clown, by the way. And if I see Chaozu, and uh, he's got the red cheeks, bro. Does he All not? Right, and, I'm gonna let you have this. I'm gonna let you have it. I'm if I'm I not see... gonna let you have it, but I'm ready to move on <laughs> before you catch your fade from from Dan. If if, if I see Chaozu in Dragon Ball Z, bro, I'm thinking of this 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 clip. And I'm like this 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 guy is a clown. This guy is useless, and I'm just I, thinking about that the whole time because apparently just... he is useless. So. I can just feel the Black Air Force energy inside of me swelling right now. <laughs> this like I got Minato, bro. bro. <laughs> oh, there crazy. he goes again. Uh, <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't have a fucking Minato robot right now, dude. <laughs> I'm going to have one on my shoulder next time. Don't worry. <laughs> He's going on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it i'm ready to move on if y'all are i know oh, no, i know y'all get tired of me uh, hearing I bullshit oh uh, i am yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so my next most useless, most useless character is actually based on the anime not uh not a youtube series so i'm just gonna put that out there that's good and um i've picked excalibur from soul eater um, I talked about this show, uh, I don't know, like pretty early in the podcast cause I love it. And, uh, I did a rewatch of it, but he is totally a mean character. He is there for comedic relief and he's fucking hilarious, but he is literally the strongest weapon in the soul eater world. He has the ability to basically, uh, match wavelengths with any, uh, Meister and the dude is totally fucking broken. But 
His personality is so annoying that nobody can put up with him. So he never actually goes into a fight besides one scene where a guy tries to put up with him. And his 1,000 provisions are impossible. I'm not going to get into them because I've already done it. But uh, the five-hour story time every day would really get on anybody's nerves. Yes. It's a lot of your day. <laughs> yeah, I, rem- I remember you talking about this and, you know, uh, during one of our episodes uh, way back when. And this shit was, like, crazy how much shit they actually had to go through to wield Excalibur for nothing, right? Nah, he's the strongest fucking weapon in the show, but just, nobody can put up with him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, imagine waking <laughs> up and having to listen to him talk from 7 a.m. until noon. Every day. And that's after you do a lot of other shit. Yep. <laughs> he's fucking useless. <laughs> fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, let's continue avoiding Chaozu slander. Bass, who do you got for your third? Alright, my third is Cone from Bleach. Okay, we can we can slander Cone. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know if he has any actual purpose. Uh, he started off. He's a mod soul, and they put him in in uh in the uh, what is this? It's a lion stuffed animal. And I thought he was gonna serve like some purpose as like a doppelganger for Ichigo when he was out doing missions, and like he would go to school for him and shit like that. But he couldn't even do that correctly. He didn't want to stay at the school. <laughs> he wanted to be free, right? Um, he's really just a creep. He's really just a creep. He doesn't fight anybody. He, he's literally just comedic relief. And I never laugh. So to me, he's, <laughs> he's nobody. He's nothing to me. I um, laugh all the time. Don't worry, Cone. I, <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing that Cone, you know, thinks about that I respect and agree with is he just wants to be stepped on by some bad biddies. I mean, that, that's literally the, his whole purpose in life is to get stepped on. Um. I mean, hey, man, if it's Nico Robin, put me down. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you. But Tyler, you going to say something? Yeah, so this character, Cone, this literally reminds me of Ted. You know, the, <laughs> From the, <laughs> you know, the movie, you know, the, the, oh, the bear, Ted yeah, Teddy yeah. bear with Mark Wahlberg in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's basically Ichigo's Thunder Buddy, bro. That's it. <laughs> He wouldn't even be good at that, dude. No, I mean he, he <laughs> no, like runs. He like runs away from Ichigo's home to like try to find a new owner, and like no one wants him because he can't contain himself when he sees a girl. Uh, he can't stay in anime long enough. He 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 can't live his own life. He lives off Ichigo and their family, and he he just doesn't do anything. He's a nobody mod soul. <laughs> Poor that's, fuck. That's pretty bad because mod souls are supposed to be like literally like mindless things that just do menial tasks yeah and he can't even well, do that it's funny that uh cone i'm pretty sure he came from uahara so um i i think that that's some of the reasons why he is the way he is because he came <laughs> from uahara i can see that can no see that. uh now his backstory is basically the soul society had a plan to make like super strong mod souls and it didn't work out and he was supposed to be basically like thrown away and he just kind of got thrown into the batch of all the other mod souls and ended up being in the soul candy. <laughs> oh, that is right. Yep. Yeah. Actually, it's a super bad, I mean, super sad backstory, but it don't do nothing for him. Nope. Uh, but yeah, Poor that's all Cone, I got for bro. Cone. Cone is, is, is terrible. I think he's just a terrible character. That's yeah, he voice. really is. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll get on the, is it my turn now? I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not talking about, you know, you know, we're done. We're past shouts too. I don't know. We're going to Hell Mapo. <laughs> and this man Sorry. is useless. So this man had the same guy training him as Kobe did. You know, one of the greatest to ever do it, Garp. He's a legend. The greatest to ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> the hero and of the Marines. You know, and uh, Kobe, you know, became a badass. You know, he had a huge glow up. He became a badass, all that, even though we haven't really got to see him, you know, fight a lot. But we've heard stories of it, you know, and we know that he's a badass. And Helmampo is like his, what is he, is like right-hand man to Kobe or something like that? Would you say that's an accurate representation? Yeah, that's his boy. Yeah, that's his yeah. boy. 
and they, they literally been side to side ever since day one or whatever. And this man is still a crybaby, and he's still in Kobe's back pocket, uh, doing literally nothing. And even though he had the same, I'm assuming, training regiment as Kobe did from a legendary Garp, he is 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 still useless, and he's still a crybaby, and he still looks weird as hell. And uh, you know, we all think Momo cries a lot. Well, meet Helmapo, bro. Um, yeah, dude is weird. He looks <laughs> weird, and he yeah. cries more than Momo. Like, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's just wild. So yeah. yeah, he is a lieutenant commander in the Marines. And I just want to bring up the fresh ass freaking uh Cyclops shades he wears because those things are wild. That's the only thing he's got going for him. <laughs> it reminds me of those like blender shades. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Uh there's pretty much like some wraparound shades, yeah. He's got the Cyclops visor on, dude. <laughs> in the world of Tarkov, it'd be like the John B's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because Helmeppo actually had a massive glow up from like the uh, the East Blue arc, and he's still ugly as fuck. Yeah, he did impressive, he, impressive. Like both of them had a glow up, but like he's literally just riding on Kobe's coattails. Yeah, he's it's, like your like less talented little brother that you just like bring along with you just because. Yeah. Who's, old, who's older than you? <laughs> <laughs> And more entitled. Man, I'm five years older than you. Wasn't he rich too? So like he was entitled and everything. Like he 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 didn't have to do this, and he chose to do it or something, right? No, he had to do it because he's the son of Axhan Morgan, and Morgan got bodied and kicked out of the Marines, so he had nowhere else to go. Yeah, (laughs) he didn't even choose this life. So imagine being imagine being the son of like a you know a famous captain or whatever back in the day and being as shitty as that so like a damn shame dude kobe was a nobody bro yeah oh, oh kobe wasn't nobody yeah helmepo still isn't nobody yeah well Co- yeah that's what i'm saying helmepo was just like just his name you know I, he was I, just his name back in the day and now he's he's kobe's name basically so yeah he, he has clout i mean he has like uh runoff clout Drip, drip down, you, you drip know down worst, economics, but for clout. You know what the worst part is? He's probably stronger than three quarters of the fucking Marines. Oh, three quarters of the fucking Marines are fodder. <laughs> I mean, stop damn crying for once. He's like high tier fodder. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Helmapo. Poor all these characters, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. It's called the Hall of Lame for a reason, y'all. So, all right. So for my final character, we are throwing it back, and once again, I'm bringing Pokemon up. Magic Carp. <laughs> Hell yeah! If you know, you know. The most useless <laughs> Pokemon of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it can literally only use Splash. <laughs> That's it. It just splashes around. <laughs> the only way to make it evolve, there was like this meme video going around of a woman holding a Magikarp by the tail and just smacking it against Pokemon <laughs> to get a Gyarados. Get this XP. Get this XP. <laughs> Literally using it like a fucking hammer. <laughs> like, yeah. when I think useless, useless anime characters, Magikarp is literally the second one after Sakura that I think of, honestly. <laughs> it's like, it's Sakura, Yamcha, and Magikarp on like the re- Mount Rushmore of useless. 100%, dude. <laughs> Don't to... Gyarados is lit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the only good thing about Magikarp is that he actually evolves into a great character, unlike uh, Sakura. And I'm assuming Yamcha. So. Yamcha definitely does not evolve into anything. <laughs> <laughs> he gives up. Yeah. He just gives up. <laughs> so Sakura doesn't evolve into shit either. It just pisses you off more. So Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've trained up a Magikarp to, into a Gyarados like on, on, in the games. Um, and you always have to, like, before the XP shares, you always have to, like, have them at first in your party. And then switch him out after the first move. It is a fucking. It was a fucking long process as a kid. 
Dude, that was a, a long time set in Mount Moon, spent in Mount Moon, leveling that bitch up. So you just rolled up to Gary with a Gyarados, level mm-hmm. 20 to body his whole team with Dragon Rage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I will say there is a very funny, like the new Pokemon anime that just finished up, literally made a meme episode about Magikarp, where there was a Magikarp jumping contest. So it was you'd use Splash and see how high it could go. And Go, who is like Ash's best friend, trains the fuck out of this magic carp. I'm talking like <laughs> splashing against like punching bags, all this shit. And there's a scene where he takes off this weighted plate, like you see fucking Rock Lee drop the fucking weights. <laughs> Goku and Piccolo remove the weighted training gear, and this magic carp jumps into orbit. <laughs> they just took it they took the meme to a whole new fucking level like this magikarp was yoked and it just never evolved (laughs) i absolutely love that it's so funny beefy magikarp but it was dude it's just fucking useless and i was thinking about doing max from the pokemon ruby and sapphire anime but i know a lot of people haven't watched that so i decided to just go with my old boy magikarp here (laughs) oh reliable like I was going back and forth. I don't know if you've seen it or not, Dan, but I was going back and forth between uh, Chaozu and Magikarp. Like, so many times, like, I would switch back and forth, and I was like, no, let me go with Chaozu. I feel like I can I can be on my bullshit hour more with Chaozu. <laughs> you, you referenced a YouTube series for your anime and thought it was canon. <laughs> no, let, let's clarify this. I knew it wasn't canon. Yeah, that's, it heard, yeah. that's not what I heard. <laughs> yeah, nah, dog. No. You trying to walk he, that shit back? Right he's here like, in front well, of us. instead of the Pokemon, I'm gonna take a DBZ Pokemon reference from a YouTube fucking <laughs> video and call it good. Let, let's just say that I didn't actually know it wasn't canon or not. It's just that I didn't care if it was canon or not. <laughs> let's re- let me rephrase that. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> if that makes it better. <laughs> It kind of does, honestly. Because in does. my head, that shit's canon now. You know, it makes it canon. It's head canon. So, Shouts who don't deserve this. I can't even believe he said his name in the same sentence with Magic Carp. I gotta, I gotta go find. I gotta go <laughs> find this Team Four Star video again. <laughs> I watched it. I watched. Uh, I watched this clip. Like it was a 30, 40 second clip right before we started this episode. I was like, let me watch it again. That way, I can you know repeat what it says exactly. You know. Chapsu, Chapsu, I'm not a Pokemon. God damn it. <laughs> you know that Vegeta? It's a Chapsu. I'm going <laughs> to catch it. <laughs> I mean, the Saiyans basically show up in giant Pokeballs, right? <laughs> right. Same I mean, thing. Same thing. I have no idea, but I'm going with it. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to force the podcast to end right there before I get any angrier. <laughs> Dan's going to have an aneurysm. I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, two topics we talked about. They're polar opposites. It was really fun for us. Uh, Make sure to join the Discord if you want to check out that trailer we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Linktree.com slash anime degens. They'll give you a link. Also, check out our socials. And we'll catch you guys next Tuesday for another entry into the weekly rundown. Thanks, guys.